is dedicated to all my beautiful queens, all my beautiful ladies out there. She is a queen. Thank you guys for joining another episode of the Q Chat Podcast. Today, my guest is Ms. Yvette Bowden. She's the founder and author of The Awakened Woman. Yvette has a wonderful digital platform about inspiring women. And she has a great story of how she went through divorce and how she chose to just live her life and still be happy. So we're just going to have a great conversation on her platform and how she inspires women and how she went through things so that she can also become invigorated and move forward. So how are you doing today? Hello, how are you? Thank you so much for having me, Chandra. I really appreciate it. I'm really happy to be here too. Oh, great. I'm happy to talk with you as well. So like I mentioned, I know that you've written a book, which we'll definitely talk about, but I wanted to just start out asking about how you founded The Awakened Woman. And I know through my notes, I saw that you know, you did go through a divorce and you went through some things in your post-divorce journey. So I wanted to just talk about first how you decided to start the Awakened Woman platform. You know, um, divorce is really difficult, as I'm sure many of your listeners, um, you know, uh, can relate to the story. Um, So I was going through this really difficult divorce. And although I had the support of family and friends, I felt that it was really a journey that I had to take on my own. Mm-hmm. I was with my ex-husband for 10 years. And, you know, you when you're with someone, you know, when you're coupled up, you sort of become this entity. So yeah. coming out of that, I had to figure out who's Yvette? Who am I? What do I like? What do I want to do? It mm-hmm. was literally like a rebirth. I, I had to figure out Yvette on her own. And that journey sort of got me to um, a place where I didn't really know where to, just where to seek help. So I went, you know, to the Barnes and Noble self-help section, and there was no no book that I could really connect to. So I started Mm. writing my thoughts. And the book actually came first. I think I sat one Friday night um, with a good friend, Chardonnay. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I wrote about 10 pages. I was up till three, four in the morning. Wrote about 10 pages. And I thought, wow, this is something that another woman might, you know, benefit from my story. Right. So I, you know, it's, it was a journey. And I, as I was writing the book, I realized that there's so many different stories that we have, so many different topics and issues that we deal with as women. So right. I knew that I needed to supplement that book. So I started Awakened Woman as a way of putting out all the stories that we deal with. And I have to tell you, 
I have close to 500 articles. We started out of need to, I don't know, I, I want other women to know that there is hope and there is help. And, you know, each story is different and you might not connect with one, but you might connect with another. I mean, right. you know, there's close to 500. So hopefully, wow. you know, there will be a story for every woman at some point. Now, I know, like you mentioned, because I'm divorced as well. Um, did you get married when you were young? No. I well, the reason not. I ask is because, you know, like you said, I think sometimes when people get married, they don't realize until after the marriage has ended that you do kind of merge identities or not necessarily sometimes. Some people may not necessarily merge an identity with the spouse, but as women, sometimes we just lose ourselves as a whole because we're just known as being a wife, a mother, and that just becomes what you be, you're just immersed in that. And sometimes it's really a challenge when that ends, if your whole identity has been in being a mother, being a wife, building a family, having that image of what a family is supposed to be, like you really do lose yourself. And once the marriage ends, which of course no one goes into a marriage with the expectation that it's going to end. So that alone is a shock when it does not work out. But then you're left like, okay, where do I find myself? I don't know myself. You know, so I'm happy actually because you give another perspective because I think that's what some people generally think happens to someone that gets married young. But you just said that. So that just shows how you can not not necessarily step into a marriage in a young age, but you still lose that identity, you know, sometimes without realizing. So what was the stage after your divorce? Because I know you mentioned, you know, just how you had to find yourself and how you started the platform. But as far as just the work you had to do, like you said, you didn't see any self-help books, you know, where did it take for you to get to the stage where it's like, wow, I really need to find myself you know what was that stage before you had the light bulb where it's like okay I'm going to start awakening woman because I know like going leaving a marriage is a mourning period and I think sometimes people don't realize that you know you still mourn your family you still mourn something that you thought was going to last forever that's you know natural you know and sometimes people even if they're leaving something that's dysfunctional you're mourning what you're used to as a routine. It's still normalcy. So what was the stage where you really figured out what your identity was? Was that a challenge for you? Because I know, like I said, you mentioned how you looked for the self-help and you didn't see anything. So that inspired you to start your own. But what did you do, you know, to get to that stage? Well, I had to, as crazy as it sounds, I had to embrace the pain. Mm. Um, I wrote about it in my book, but you know, to your point, I did go through the five stages of grief. Mm. And one of the those stages was depression. And I wrote about it in my book. Um, there came a point where um, I have a daughter and, you know, it, it's always what's best for her. And I got to a point where the depression was, was really swallowing me up. And you know, one morning, just to make a long story short, my daughter went in my room and I had the, you know, the blinds closed and, you know, it was about 11 a.m. And, you know, she says, mom, when are you going to wake up? And, you know, mm. can you, and open these curtains. She was five. 
And every time I, you know, I go back to that, I say that story, I really do go back to that moment. Mm. Um, at that, on that day, at that exact hour, I realized I couldn't do it alone. And yeah. I went to therapy and I was in therapy for quite a while. I mean, it's, yeah. it's extremely painful mm-hmm. because you, you're right. You're mourning a loss, a loss of a life, a loss of a part of you, because, you know, as women, we take on these roles as caretakers, as nurturers, mm-hmm. it's almost like our identity becomes wife, mother, girlfriend, you know, we, right. that is part of who we are. I think it's in our, in our DNA, to be honest. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I was mourning that part of me. And I didn't know, it was almost like, I didn't know, or I didn't remember there are other parts of me that right. are as beautiful and there are, that are as important. So therapy was, was huge. It changed my life. Mm-hmm. It really did. Well, I'm glad you mentioned therapy because I'm always a huge advocate for seeking therapy. You know, it's important. And I like that you're being transparent about, you know, that stage that you go through. I just think that, you know, the world's a little different, obviously. Like we grew up in generations where marriage was just the thing. It was common. Everyone got married and people stayed together. So I think when people, their marriage ends, you know, especially depending on your environment, if you're in an environment where a lot of people may still be married, you kind of feel a little isolated, you know, and there's a part where I think, people really may have a stage where they're like, you know, I failed at something that meant a lot, you know? Cause like I said, no one goes into marriage expecting it not to work. So I just like the vulnerability because it helps people heal. Actually, you have to feel pain in order to identify it and heal from it. And I think that's some of the problem when we're dealing with stuff, sometimes we don't want to go through the pain. You know, it's like you have we, to go through the pain because you can't to, feel what you don't know. Well, I, it's really interesting that you say that to your point. I spend a lot of time numbing myself. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to feel anything. And right. the thing is when you, and I, it took me a long time to realize, but when you numb yourself, you are numbing, not just that pain, you are numbing love, love for yeah. yourself, love for, you know, your someone else that might come along and Mm -hmm. that is a that's a self-destructive mode and and it's um I'm really grateful that I was able to wake up and figure out that you know I couldn't do it alone and it was okay not you know to ask for help because Mm -hmm. I think you know that and I I'm not sure if it's cultural I'm not sure you know I, I I can't say exactly if it's a personality thing but yeah. I think showing vulnerability is something that is very difficult for many of us because you yeah. feel that's showing weakness. And I've realized that showing vulnerability is actually showing your strength. Yes. Mm-hmm. And you're right. There's so many factors I think that plays into it. Sometimes it is cultural. Sometimes it's a generational thing, but it's hard sometimes for people to grasp their pain you know and and I think it also it falls into the stages of grief you know one of the stages of grief is denial so I think a lot of people go through that part where they may numb it and they numb it in different ways it could be 
with substances. It could just be simply by pushing it under the rug and acting like it never happened. You know, there's so many ways that people numb their pain, you know, in a grieving stage or a stage where they're just mourning something that just simply did not work, you know, and that's the part where it can get a little cloudy because sometimes people get stuck in particular stages, you know, but I always think it's a blessing once you get out of a situation and you look back on that time, just like you recall the time with your daughter and you feel like you're still in that moment. It's still a blessing when you look back on it because it's like, wow, I'm no longer in that place anymore. You know, no matter how hard it was, it's like, wow, this is, you know, another chapter that has closed and to go through it in a healthy way. But just to go back to what we were saying, I just feel like in anything, whether you're mourning a relationship, grieving a death, whatever it is, you have to go through that pain. It's hard to understand at the time, but it's just a necessary process to go through the pain. Just like a doctor can't prescribe what's wrong with you unless they know where you're hurting you know that's the only way they can solve it so I think it's the same goes with heartache and grief it's all relative so one thing I was looking at through your media information of course with the awakened woman how you did the platform you also have a series the empowerment series so once again I think that's a great plus because it's a, it takes a lot of strength to not only go through something but when you be transparent and say, hey, I am going to help others. So it takes a lot of strength to do that. So what made you decide not only did you start the digital platform, but you took it up a notch and doing the empowerment series where you have been doing interviews and meeting with people and connecting. So how has that experience been? Wow. Um, I'm actually, thank you so much for bringing that up. It's my baby. Um, it's really a project that came to mind during COVID. Um, mm -hmm. So as a writer, I write from experience. I write from the things that happened to me or that happened to, you know, people around me. And, you know, during COVID, we were on lockdown. There was nowhere to go. That We weren't living life, um, not the way that we're accustomed to. So I, I, it just sort of, A, helped me pivot. And B, it made me think about AW sort of on a bigger scale. I thought about you know, not just telling my stories, but I tried to reach out to women that were on television, were CEOs, were, um, you know, were well known. But the interviews that I was doing, that I wanted to do, weren't the mainstream interviews. I actually, which is bold now that I think about it, but <laughs> each woman, what I wanted was a tiny piece of their journey as a woman. Uh -huh. And I think, first of all, it's a gift and I'm incredibly grateful for all the women that have come on the platform. But my goal has been to show the audience and the community that, you know, whether you have fame, whether you have money, you know, whatever it is, big house, nice cars, we all as women have, it's not we have overlaps in our journey. We go right. through things that, you know, the regular nine to five like me can connect to. So it's really, it was, it's been really important to sort of hone in into that. Um, it's almost like, you know, take off the, the cape, the, mm -hmm. you know, of, of whatever it is, fame, you know, wealth, and just show them in a light 
that we can connect as humans. Right. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And, and it's been um, it's been really successful, and um, and you know these women have been so generous with their time and their story, and I'm really grateful. It's it's been well received. Awesome. And how long has it been since you started? I know you said COVID obviously gave a lot of people more time to pursue things, but was it before COVID that you had the idea to start the series? No, it was okay. it started July around July 2020. Mm-hmm. That's the so, perfect time because I think you know everyone was so isolated on top of that. So I think that was the best time too for a lot of people to connect more and grow more, you know, and connections are super important, especially as women are going through a lot of different stages and I think with women it's always a refreshing thing when we find someone else it's like wow they've been through the same thing you know they understand where I've gone through it, but- yeah, I mean it's it's totally um great point and the thing is I started it or, or when I thought about it I thought about it as a limited series but mm-hmm. now it's just you know it's continued to grow and I I guess I'm just gonna keep rolling with it <laughs> Awesome. And so originally, why was it just going to be a limited series? Honestly, I was worried that I was asking for too much. I mean, I'm really, if you look at each interview, there's a different theme. So I have a woman that shares her courage, a woman that shares her inspiration, a woman that every woman shares something different. And I sort of got worried that because there's a lot of people that I reach out to and some, you know, never respond. Some mm-hmm. just are not available. So I was afraid that I wasn't going to be able to continue, um, you know, bringing those interviews. But I'm like I said, I'm blessed and I'm actually going to make it um, part of the platform now. Hmm. That's great. Wonderful. Now, of course. I want to get to the book, obviously. (laughs) So your debut book is called A Journey to Becoming the Best Self. And one of the reviews that I read said that this book is not just for women faced with divorce, but for anyone searching for meaning in their lives. So what made you decide to go ahead and put your story on paper? I thought about it. uh, I thought about it a lot. Um, what made me decide? You know, that journey is a very lonely journey. And whether it's a, you know, long-term breakup um, uh, or a loss of a marriage, I just think heartbreak in general, a loss in general, is um, is something that a lot of us can connect to. Probably mm-hmm. all of us can connect to. And I felt that there were probably so many women out there that didn't have the support that I did that couldn't go to therapy, um, you know, whether they didn't have insurance or they didn't have the means. And I felt that maybe by telling my story and sharing it, it would be used as a resource. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just felt it was something that was needed. I remember going to the self-help section when I got divorced as I mentioned before and you know there's tons of books books written by psychologists books written by you know women that have amazing resources and I didn't really find many books that were written from a point of view of 
I guess I'm an average Joe, right? <laughs> um, you know, the women that jumps on the train or the bus and, you know, has a nine to five and is a single mom. I didn't see, I, I didn't see that on the shelf. And mm -hmm. that's the woman that I want to reach or the women mm -hmm. I want to reach. And how long did it take you to write the book? Oh, it's all foggy right now. <laughs> I'd say about a year and a half. Okay, okay. And the can It took me about a year and a half to write the book. Although it seems foggy. Sometimes it feels like a year and sometimes it feels like two years. Um, no, I, I think it took about a year and a half. You, you know, writing is, is sort of writing and rewriting. There's so much editing involved. And if I mm -hmm. look at the book now, I could probably edit it again. <laughs> right, right, right. So how was it writing the book? Because I know like for a lot of people, when they're writing a book, it tends to have some issues because, you know, they're going, they're reliving certain moments. Um, so was it painful for you to write it? Did it feel like you were reliving certain moments? How was the journey writing the book? There was painful. Um mm. There were certain parts that, I'll be honest, I did uh, put aside and had to come back to. Um, I think talking about my depression is really difficult because yeah. it was probably one of the most painful times of my life. Mm. Um, it, um, and then there were parts, though, that were fun. When I wrote about, you know, dating after divorce, those were the, you know, those were mm -hmm. the fun parts. So... Mm -hmm. You know, I, I tried to write the book in a way that, um, you know, there are moments that will maybe make you a little sad or make you reflect, but I also made sure to balance that out by adding some, you know, funny anecdotes or, you know, just insert my, my personality to, um, to just remind people that there are also moments of laughter and uh, relief, but Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, it was, um, it was definitely, there were parts of the book that were difficult to write for sure. And I had to just walk away and come back to it because it, there was a lot of crying and there was yeah. a lot of emotion in it. Mm -hmm. Was it still therapeutic though? You know, even though it was hard writing some of it, did it still make you, you know, have a bigger sense of healing? You, you know, what's interesting. I, I think someone asked me a similar question. And I described it as uh, throwing up on a page or on pages. Mm. It's literally mm -hmm. just release. It, it's literally a release. Hopefully it's an eloquent release, but it is cathartic for sure. Um, yeah. And it, I, I think I had to put that out there um, to begin the process of healing. Um, mm. I think it was part of my process for sure. Hmm. Wow. So I know that the book, as I was looking through notes about it, it says it's part memoir and part prescriptive fiction, obviously inspired by post your post-divorce path from devastation to joy. So what, how, can you describe like how it's set up? Like, like is it said, post-memoir and post-prescriptive fiction. So can you explain first off what is prescriptive? I'm sorry, I have braces. It's just, it's just a fancy <laughs> word for self-help. <laughs> okay, okay gotcha okay but it's so basically what I did was I it, the book is in two parts it is you know my life before divorce and after divorce gotcha. and through a book 
one of the things that I do is I give some tips, I give some helpful um, advice about um, the process of divorce. Uh, I even give a little bit on the finance because when we get divorced, uh, you know, there's a lot of us that don't know what the finances look like during the marriage. So when you end it, you're like, oh my God, what, what, yeah. do, I, what do I do? And I think it's important to, you know, remind ourselves that we need to stay informed, whether we've been in a marriage for a year or 10 years, we need mm -hmm. to make sure that we are part of a lot of those, or actually I'll say all the financial decisions. It's important because we, mm -hmm. you know, there's a lot of, a lot of women that are sort of left hung out to dry. Um, so, you know, I ask the questions. I, I really do write it from a perspective of, it would be like a friend speaking to you. And I did that purposely. Well, I'm happy you mentioned that financial part because that's another thing, depending on how a person's marriage may have set up. But let's say like I had a, a traditional one where I did not work. I was the caretaker of the children. Yeah, it's like a huge shock. And for some women who go through bad divorces, speaking, you're speaking on, you know, there's a there's financial abuse that takes place as well, you know. And like I said, when you're in a situation you think it's going to last, you know, you're in a situation where, you are, yeah, you're naive too. It comes to the point where, like, once you leave, it's when you realize how naive you are. Because, like, wow, you know, I didn't really have the financial intelligence you know, that's needed. So, and that's something, you know, that sometimes some of us learn the hard way and we figure it out afterwards, but, you know, I'm happy you mentioned that because that is a part of empower, empowerment, you know, and I think sometimes people don't realize, you know, everyone needs money and just the, and the empowerment and the independence though, to earn it on your own after you've been in this traditional set up, it, it's necessary, you know, it lifts a person's self-esteem, you know, and women do need to know how to be financially stable and financially intelligent. So that is important that you mentioned that. So I want to ask you a few more questions. I know you mentioned post-dating. Did you, how was your journey with post-dating? Because I know sometimes too, where a lot of people, you know, when they're walking out of any relationship, sometimes women go through some self-esteem or confidence issues. So how was that, you know, building that up and getting to the stage where you weren't comfortable dating again? I'll be honest, it took many years. Really? <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, gosh, I went through, you know, first of all, I went through a stage where I was jaded. Mm -hmm. So yeah. anyone that would come along didn't matter how good he was. It didn't matter, you know, how genuine he was. It, it, it wasn't, it wasn't going to work because I wasn't working. I wasn't all there. Um, so I was very jaded for a really long time and I, you know, kept my expectations really low and that ended up turning off a lot of men, mm -hmm. which was fine because I wasn't ready. Um, right. so it took me quite a number of years to, um, come to a place where I fell in love with myself and I liked myself enough where I could say, okay, I'm ready to share myself, some of myself, because I right. think after a divorce, the way you um, give yourself in a relationship is different. You know, mm -hmm. when I when I was married, it was a hundred, gosh, a hundred and fifty, two hundred percent. Like literally, I gave all of me, and 
I think now I will give you a lot of me, but I, I make it a point to hold on to, to me, to Yvette, because yeah. I won't give her up again. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, I did the online dating thing and I, there were a lot of frogs and there's a lot of just really funny stories there. <laughs> Um, but what I did realize was that when I was dating after divorce, I was dating for fun. I was dating to meet people, but I wasn't dating to find my one, you know, my true love or my next husband. I was, I just wanted to meet people. So it was different. Dating looked very different after divorce. Mm. Did you have you do you view it though in a positive light? Like is it a, has it been a healthy experience though? Yes, it has. Um okay. I can honestly say that I figured out what I like, what I don't like, what I'm willing to accept. You know, before um before the divorce, um, you know, I didn't have a list of deal breakers, I didn't have I didn't, I don't think I even had many expectations, but after divorce, when I got to know myself, man, I, I, you know, I think I had a better idea of what I wanted and definitely knew what I deserved, which is huge because we don't always go after what we deserve. Sometimes we go after whatever we get, so to speak. Mm. And I'm glad you mentioned that. And that's why I wanted to ask you, you know, did you find it to be a healthy experience? Because I think sometimes when people have a jaded mindset, they don't look at the positive side of dating. And that really is what dating is, is to set boundaries. Like you said, know what you like and what you don't like, because it's just simply dating. You don't have to jump into another serious situation. I think sometimes, and I don't, I hate to generalize, but sometimes women miss that, you know, like you can date multiple people and just see where it goes, you know, and just enjoy the right, you know, it just don't go into it, you know, I'm going to find the next husband now, it's, you know. It's, it's our ticking time. It's it's our clock. I think that is for for a lot of us. Um, and I know at some point, you know, I sort of looked at that big clock in front of me and I was like, oh my God, I'm getting older. You know, no one's going to want me when I'm older. But um, right. hopefully, we, you know, with women um, getting older and, you know, we're more like you know, good wines as the older we get, the better we get. So hopefully, you know, having that mentality, we're in less of a rush. I hope. I think so, though. I think we're heading in the right direction. Yeah. So I want to ask you a question that is super important to me for the majority of my guests. I do talk about self-love on the platform. It's, I just feel like self-love, obviously, is the fuel for people to accelerate. It's the fuel for a person to get over a divorce. It's the fuel for a person to say, hey, I'm worthy enough to start dating again. I'm worthy enough to start a platform, to write a book. So what role has has self-love played in your life? You know, obviously, like you said, you went from devastation to joy. So in order to go from devastation to joy, what role did self-love play? You know, like, because I know like, Divorce is a hit, you know, and sometimes it breaks you down. So what stage did you get to where you were able to love yourself again? Oh, good. Every time I'm asked about that, I get a, 
I get really um I get really emotional. Mm-hmm. Um, for a big part of my life, I, I, I can honestly say I didn't have that self-love that I didn't understand my worth. I didn't think, mm-hmm. I didn't, you know, I didn't, I didn't feel I was worthy um, of good things, of love, of good love. Um, mm-hmm. I think once I understood my worth, and what I deserve, and that I am not only capable of giving love, but of receiving it. Mm-hmm. I have to tell you, um, it's almost like once you open that door, you 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 can't go back. You can't accept less than you deserve. So, self love, self worth. I believe that obtaining that, understanding it, embracing it has completely changed my life. The way I make decisions, the decisions I make about relationships, about friends, about jobs, it's completely different. Hmm. Wow. So with that self-love, you know, obviously your platform, The Awaken Woman, you know, is to inspire and invigorate females. So what would you say to the next person, which obviously this is what you do every day, I'm sure, you know, so someone who may tune into this platform and they've gone through similar things, but they're still not quite there yet. They're still just trying to find their way, you know, which is it's okay to not be okay, but there's, they still could be struggling as a lot of people are just to find their way. So what do you say in general though, to people who, you know, like I said, women who have been through similar situations like yourself and myself who gone through divorces and had stages where they just weren't sure of themselves and had to build themselves up. What would you say to that person just to inspire and invigorate them? If you had to just give them a, you know, just condense it down, like what would you say to just convince them and be awakened again? I would have to say, it all comes down to self-worth. You, before you fall in love with anyone else, before you make the decision to give any part of you, you mm-hmm. have to give yourself that love and that understanding and that kindness. It, I, I just believe everything starts with you. If you give yourself all those things and you embrace who you are, your faults, your flaws, all that you are, it's the only way that you can sort of, you know, give light to someone else. There, there's no way to, um, th- there's just no other way than to find your worth first. There really isn't. I think, mm-hmm. you know, self-worth is, um, it's something that really affects all the decisions you make in life. You know, if you don't have self-worth, you can't choose the right partner. You can't even choose the right job because there's plenty mm-hmm. of jobs that, you know, I, we know are not deserving of you. There's, right. you know what, well. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> so it really does affect every part of your life. Once you know what you're worth, you are a force to be reckoned with because you won't accept anything less than you deserve. I, th- that is just, 
I think that's the biggest message that I can give anyone. Understand your worth. And, mm. you know, my daughter is, she'll be 19 soon. And I see the difference. She knows her worth. And who she is today, I wish I could have been that at 18. She gets it. She's mm-hmm. like, mom, I, you know, I know what I'm worth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you said so many important things. And I've said that a lot too, just similar to self-love. It does tie into your career choices. A lot of people don't realize that it ties in relationships. It ties in every single aspect of your life, knowing your worth and knowing your value and loving yourself. It's like, it just makes a huge difference. It changes your life. And what you mentioned too, like with your daughter, and that's the beautiful, most important thing is that you can, we may have not started out having those tools, but we can damn sure make sure, you know, that our legacies are different, you know, and that's just the beautiful thing about going through these experiences is how you can pour into the next generation and pour into other people. And, you know, and I think it's important for me to just add just one little thing, you know, the journey is, is ongoing. So for women out there who think, well, she has it all together. No, I don't. <laughs> and I always joke around. I I'm still a hot mess. It's just, I'm, you know, more organized, but um, it's an ongoing journey. And there isn't, I, I'm realizing there isn't only one awakening. You can have multiple awakenings and you continue to better yourself. And, you know, I don't feel great every day. I don't feel positive every day, but I do put in that effort to feel that way. So, you know, for any woman that's having a bad day or doesn't have it all together, trust me, we, none of us have it together every single day, but we, you know, we just keep trying to make it better. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Definitely. This has been a course a great conversation but before we end everything please tell everybody about all your platforms how they can find it the awaken women the empowered empowerment series and also how they can purchase your book well the book is at amazon.com and barnesandnoble.com it's called a journey to becoming the best self the platform is awakened-woman.com and you can find me on social media on twitter and instagram as woman awakened Awesome. Thank you so much for this conversation. I know it's going to inspire and I definitely wish you all the success and I always appreciate and admire and also just give props to women who take their stories and not only just take what they've been through and put it on a platform, but just take it to a whole different level to really inspire others, like you said, to either inspire that next generation so they don't even experience it at all or just to help the other person that has gone through it to let them know that they can be better so thank you so much for this thank you thank you so much for having me on the q chat podcast thank you well, I definitely want to thank Ms. Yvette Bodden for such an amazing conversation. And for everyone that is tuned in, I just hope that you were able to pick up on those amazing gems. She's hit so many different targets. Number one, it is okay to not be okay. And it's okay to just accept when things may not work out the way that we plan. You go through a morning stage and that's completely okay. Long as you take the time to experience that pain. And I know that's the thing that's really hard when we go through some things because we're like, why do we experience this in the first place? We don't want to 
go through that pain, but pain is an important process to the steps actually for purpose. She took that pain and she found her purpose. She created her platform. All of us go through different stages in life, different experiences that sometimes really feel unfair. But the beautiful part about pain actually is it does lead us to our purpose. If we really just take that time to be still, seek that help, and to just think and focus, we'll actually learn that there's a purpose to our pain. And when you find that purpose, it's an amazing thing. So make sure you guys go ahead to www.goqueen.com. Let's connect even further. If you go to the website, there's merchandise, there's books, there's a blog, and there's also access to many other amazing women that I've had on the show that have some amazing stories that are truly empowering. So once again, please make sure you guys be safe and go love yourself. Go queen, go queen, go queen, go. Represent, you're a queen, you're a queen, oh.